It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka police, fire, and EMS personnel responded to a single vehicle accident Monday evening. According to police spokesperson Serena Wild, a 68-year-old woman was parked in front of a house on Schuller Drive when her foot slipped off of the brake and hit the gas pedal, propelling the car into a nearby hillside. The driver's mother was a passenger in the vehicle. She sustained minor injuries, but the two refused medical attention at the scene, driving themselves to the hospital instead. Police do not suspect drugs or alcohol to be a factor in the accident. Two men were indicted in Sitka in July in drug cases, both for possession of fentanyl and methamphetamine. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. 52-year-old Dennis Backstrom was indicted on two felony drug charges and one misdemeanor. The charges stem from an incident on July 22nd when police say they found drugs in Backstrom's hotel room. According to court documents, Sitka police responded to a call reporting an assault at the Sitka Hotel. After detaining Backstrom and interviewing the alleged victim, police say they searched his hotel room with his consent. They found blue pills with the letters M30 marked on them, suspected to be fentanyl and methamphetamine. On July 27th, Backstrom was indicted on two counts of misconduct involving a controlled substance in the fourth degree, both Class C felonies, and one count of assault in the fourth degree, a Class A misdemeanor. Backstrom remains in custody at Lemon Creek Correctional Center in Juneau. In a separate matter, on June 5th, 32-year-old James O'Brien was indicted on one felony drug charge. Police say they responded to a report of a man in the Moeller Field parking lot who was unconscious in a parked car with the engine running. They found O'Brien asleep in the car with two blue pills in his lap and later found a third while conducting a field sobriety test. The pills were suspected to be fentanyl. Police also say they found a bag of methamphetamine tucked away in a box of cigarettes. In both O'Brien and Backstrom's cases, the drugs were sent to the state crime lab for testing. On July 13th, O'Brien was indicted on one count of misconduct involving a controlled substance in the third degree for possession within 500 feet of a youth recreation center, which is a Class B felony. Hearings in both cases are scheduled for mid-August. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Alaska has the highest rate of veterans in the country, and veterans face high rates of post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, addiction, and suicide. But only half of veterans who need mental health care actually get it. Alaska Public Media's Rachel Cassandra talked with one Alaskan who hopes his story will convince other veterans to get treatment. Veteran James Phelps is in a wheelchair rugby tournament. To get a little desperate with the passes. He throws his arm up and passes the rugby ball to another player who scores. Uh, Wow! (laughs) This is grim. In June, his team took home a gold medal in the Warrior Games Challenge Tournament. Phelps has mobility issues from his work. He doesn't need to use a wheelchair for his daily life, but through the Air Force's Wounded Warrior program, he learned to play wheelchair rugby, wheelchair basketball, and seated volleyball. They were sports he didn't think he was capable of playing anymore. So along with that comes confidence and self-esteem boosts, uh, a sense of belonging to something. This sense of belonging is something Phelps has been working toward for eight years. 
In 2015, he was at a fireworks celebration with his wife and infant daughter, and he thought he was dying. All of a sudden, I just felt this blood rush out of my face. I was like, I can't hardly breathe, so I'd like hand my daughter to my wife. I'm like, we need to go to the hospital, because I think I'm having a heart attack. At the hospital, all his tests were normal. The doctors explained he'd likely had a panic attack. Veterans deal with high rates of PTSD, and fireworks are a common trigger. It's treatable, but the barriers to care can be high. Alaska faces shortages of behavioral health providers, lack of beds for inpatient care, and inconsistent services in rural areas. And counselors say veterans may be more hesitant to reach out because they feel like they should be able to handle things on their own. This is how Phelps felt at first. Until his mental health issues grew too big to handle by himself, he was already dealing with PTSD when he lost a best friend to suicide. And that's, uh, that's kind of when the bottom fell out. Phelps was having nightmares, panic attacks, and memory loss. He started seeing a counselor for grief, but he was struggling with much more than that. Then he went to an inpatient psychiatric hospitalization in Kansas City, Missouri. And it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. Because it was the moment I had to admit that I could no longer do my job. So it was also one of the smartest things I ever did in my life. It's probably the only reason I'm still here. Inpatient care helped Phelps deal with the emotional fallout of his service and the loss of his friend. But after that, he wasn't sure where his life would go next. So his wife, Cynthia Phelps, secretly signed him up for a wounded warrior program in Colorado. She told him it would be a vacation. Instead, Phelps ended up at a one-week wellness intensive with wounded veterans. I'm in a room with about 15 other people. We're all going through our dirt, and we're supporting each other, and we're learning from each other, and it just became a great group of people. That program allowed Phelps to start rebuilding that sense of purpose he'd lost when he left the military. Phelps's journey is a familiar one to Monique Andrews. She's a therapist and is in the Alaska Army National Guard. She's not speaking officially for the military, but in her private practice, she sees many veterans and people in the military. She says she sees a lot of PTSD in her practice, but people in the military face a wide range of mental health struggles, and Phelps isn't the only one who's had trouble asking for help. There is a lot of rigidity around the the role of being a military member. It is a role of reverence. It is a role of respect. It is a role of protector. It is a role of always maintaining control. And it almost leaves no room for error. And Andrew says sometimes the people around a veteran or service member can miss signs that they're struggling. They may be more likely to feel their struggles in their body. Anxiety or depression might show up as neck or back pain. Or it may seem less like someone is struggling internally and more that they're acting out. They demonstrate their distress in ways that can be off-putting to others through frustration response, irritability, risk-taking behavior, increased use of drugs and alcohol sometimes. Coping skills like using drugs or alcohol may seem more socially acceptable in the military than going to therapy, but Andrew says these behaviors can be signs of real struggles with mental health. Phelps didn't turn to alcohol or drugs, but he wishes he had asked for help sooner. Because it's hard to do that, he wants to tell his experiences to as many veterans as possible. 
He's even considering taking a job telling his story to people having mental health crises. My advice to anybody out there who's struggling with anything like this is to just to reach out. Don't be scared of it. Phelps doesn't know exactly where his life will go from here, but he's optimistic. He's learned he can't always avoid triggers for his PTSD like fireworks. But when he hears them now, he has a whole kit of mental health tools to use. In Anchorage, I'm Rachel Cassandra. Alaskans can now use larger and heavier recreational off-road vehicles on most state land without a specialty permit, a move intended to accommodate the growth of side-by-side off-road vehicles. As reported by the Alaska Beacon in late July, the Alaska Department of Natural Resources issued new general permissions that allow vehicles up to 80 inches wide and up to 2,500 pounds on land managed by the DNR, Division of Mining, Land, and Water. Old restrictions, based on the size and weight of a 6x6 Argo, allowed vehicles of up to 1,500 pounds, DNR staff said in an explanation of the change. The new rules apply only to vehicles that can't be licensed for highway travel, and they don't apply to all state land. Land that's part of a state park, in a special use area, owned by the University of Alaska, controlled by the Alaska Mental Health Trust, or possessed by the Alaska Railroad isn't covered by the rule change, nor is privately owned land. Additional permits are still required for crossing streams, for commercial use, and for vehicles above 2,500 pounds when loaded with fuel. The new general permit will be in effect for five years, and the agency characterized the change as temporary, an opportunity for staff to evaluate the effectiveness of increasing the weight limit while also identifying any unintended consequences. The agency suggested that it could pursue a permanent regulation change sometime in the future. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the community calendar for things happening in the listening region for today, Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Sitka Public Library's Summer Snack Grab-and-Go program is 10 a.m. through today, Wednesday, August 2nd. For more information, call 907-747-4022. A free family playgroup by Center for Community Early Learning Program is 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Wednesdays at the Sea House. For more information, call 907-966-4234. St. Peter's by the Sea Episcopal Church leads Scripture Walks in Sitka National Historical Park, 5.30 p.m. Wednesdays. For more information, call 907-747-3977. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Good morning.